Hello, my name's Claire and welcome to the Loud and Clear Accounting Podcast. This is the Accountancy Podcast where I answer accountancy-based questions. Now, in this second series, we're looking at getting paid. And that's everything from you issuing your customer with a sales invoice, the customer then paying you, and then eventually how you pay yourself. So at the moment, we're now focusing on the end of that timeline, and that is how you pay yourself. So in last week's episode, I was talking to those of you who trade through a limited company, and I explained that the two ways that you would pay yourself is going to be normally through a combination of salary and through dividends. Now, in today's episode, we're going to deep dive a little bit more into a salary. So how do you take a salary and how would you decide what kind of salary to pay yourself? Now, as always, before I answer the question, I need to do my two quick disclosures. So the first is I'm a UK-based accountant, so I'm going to be giving advice to UK-based businesses. And the second is that I'm sat in my office talking to myself. So for that reason, my advice is going to be a little bit more generalised. And to keep the podcast episode as short as I can, there are times where I'm going to have to simplify things as well. So just two things to kind of keep in mind if you're planning on taking any action based upon what you hear in these podcast episodes. So that's the disclosures out of the way. So let's get on with answering the question. How do you pay yourself a salary from your limited company and how do you decide how much that salary should be? So let's just start with what the salary is. So in order for the money you take from your limited company to be treated as a salary, the first thing you need to do is actually register your limited company as an employer with HMRC. So it needs to be done officially. You're not able to just do a bank transfer and call it salary. It needs to run through an official payroll scheme as though you have employees. Now, once you've registered your scheme, HMRC will send you some reference numbers and you're then able to run a payroll. Now, HMRC do offer some free software for this. Your accounting software may have a payroll module. Free agent does this for free. Zero, it's an extra, I think it's about £5 a month add-on, but it's all nice and easy to do. It shouldn't be too hard or too expensive to be able to run the payroll. But once you've done that, you add yourself as an employee to the payroll software that you've got. And every month you will process that payroll as though you are an employee. And the payroll software will send reports to HMRC. So HMRC know that you are on a payroll and you are being paid officially. So it's a little bit more admin, but that it is important to do it this way. As I said, you can't just do a bank transfer and call it salary because HMRC will have no record of it and it will not class towards anything. Now, in terms of how much you pay yourself in salary, it's actually, and probably unhelpfully, personal preference. So you may hear a lot of directors taking a very minimal salary. Now, the advantage of being a director is that you're able to do this. 
You're an employee in terms of your own payroll, but because you're a director, you don't fall under employee rules, which means that you're not restricted to the national minimum wage. So you can take advantage of some of the tax bans in a way that a regular employee wouldn't be able to. Now, if you decide to pay a payroll of below, it's around about sort of £533 a month, you will not qualify for any benefits. So most people will take above this. So generally, I would not recommend taking below the 533 a month. But as it goes upwards from that, it's up to you. The sweet spot is normally in between that sort of lower six and a half thousand and the personal allowance. That way you pay minimal um, NI. You don't pay any tax. And within that sort of band, it means that you're going to qualify for benefits that other employees would. So, for example, if you ever needed to go on maternity leave, you would now be able to claim statutory maternity. So it just kind of uses up your personal allowance. You pay none or minimal national insurance and you qualify for benefits. And your limited company will be able to treat that salary as an expense. Now, obviously, Some people may want to take a salary greater than the personal allowance. It could be that you feel more comfortable doing that. You find the salary and dividends thing a little bit more sort of uncertain. You want that certainty. You want that pay slip with that higher amount. And that is absolutely fine to do. Just kind of be aware. And the reason why a lot of people stop at the personal allowance is that When you take a larger salary, you're transferring a lot of the tax from the company over to yourself. Now, this is a bit of a harder thing to sort of explain on a podcast. So I apologize if this all sounds a little bit number wang. But so all of your salary will go through as an expense and will save your company the corporation tax, which for most people is going to be 19%. You personally will get taxed at 20%. I'm assuming everything's below 50,000 at the moment, but you personally will get taxed 20%. So we're kind of robbing Peter to pay Paul on that. But you personally will also have to pay national insurance. So effectively, then your tax is now 29. So the company's going to save 20 and you're going to pay 29. The company will also have to pay employers NI, but it will get that back in corporation tax savings or sort of thereabout. But as I said, you're now paying the higher rate of tax. So there's no reason why you can't pay a higher salary, but that's the reason why most people go down the lower salary and dividends route. It maximises the amount of income that you take, so your take-home pay from you know the money that you're withdrawing does mean you get higher corporation tax bill at the end, but you keep the most money in your pocket as you're able to. This bit always feels a little bit grey, so I do apologise for this, but that's kind of the main thing. If you're going to take a salary, it needs to be an official payroll scheme. I would always recommend taking over the 533 a month so you qualify for benefits. Most directors will only take up to the personal allowance or a figure in between sort of uh, the six and a half and personal allowance. 
but you can take more, but just be aware that the tax is going to shift away from the company and over to you. So your take-home pay will decrease if you take a higher salary rather than the lower salary dividend mix. So hopefully you've kept up with me on that one. In next week's episode, I'm going to run through dividends with you. So you can kind of make a bit more of a decision to see a larger picture. So I hope that all makes sense. And yep, I'll see you next week when we discuss dividends. Dividends.